As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Get your popcorn ready. It's game time, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a team that is known as Stoppers. Stoppers. The Athletic presents... John's. Every single play, go take it. Bring that juice. Let's go get it. Come on. Chicago's best Bears coverage. Go Bears. Go Bears. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Hogue. I do think he has the support of his teammates. Why would you not be rooting for him to succeed? And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. I don't mean to psychoanalyze this stuff, but this is what we do in Chicago. This is what we do with our quarterbacks. And this is the biggest story in town. Here they are, the Adams. Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. I don't know why I had the the Bud the Budweiser thing in my head. What is this? 1999. I went old That's school. Even there. before I, that, 1992. It just happened. I don't know where that just came from, but um, what's yeah. up? Welcome in. Those were outstanding commercials. By the Super Bowl commercial. Yes. Right up there with the Geico Scoop There It Is commercial, which already I is love one of the, that commercial. One I of the best of all time already. Put it up there on Chocolata. the board. <laughs> it's got to be. Um, all right. Well, welcome in as we shift basically from free agency to the NFL draft here today, I think, is kind of what's happening. Um, as we are seeing draft trades already. Teams trading up for Johnson's guy, apparently, and Mac Jones. Woo! It's crazy stuff going on. You're coming around. The Mac attack is back, Jack. Well, he's got a pro day today again. I don't know why he has two pro days in two weeks, especially if the 49ers are already trading up for him. I don't know why you need to throw again today, but. What are those overused cliches? He's a grinder. (laughs) I I guess so. He must be a big gym rat. I guess so. Uh, well, uh, we're going to talk about all this stuff because some, some crazy things happened. And uh, welcome in. This is Hogan Johns, Adam Hogue, and um, at Adam Johns. So at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns on Twitter. I've had way too much coffee this morning, if you can't already tell. And uh, we are jumping into this thing. So the big trade last week, which was bizarre because I don't know if you were watching, but I've, I've been tuning into a lot of these pro days, especially if it's for quarterbacks. And so Zach Wilson's getting ready to go at BYU. John Lynch is literally standing there on the camera and word comes in that he has traded 
up to number three in the draft. I mean, he's standing right there, like live on TV, and he had just made this big trade. Uh, and then, you know, the Dolphins trade back up to six, and the Eagles move back to 12 and all that. But it's obvious that the 49ers are moving up for a quarterback. It's also obvious that Zach Wilson's too damn good to get to number three. So it's not for Zach Wilson, even though he's at, although I'm sure they would maybe love if that happens. And then, you know, right away, actually, I'll give Daniel Jeremiah credit as I'm watching the NFL Network um, coverage. He says, don't be surprised if this move up is actually for Mac Jones because he fits that offense very well. Which, of course, I don't disagree with, but I was still surprised that, like, they felt they had to trade Three first-round picks. By the way, all this talk about how people don't want to trade three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's what this trade was. Three first-round picks to secure a quarterback. And a lot of reporting over the weekend, depending on who you're reading and who you're paying attention to, the smoke is out there that the 49ers want Mac Jones. Chris Sims is another one. He, he obviously works for um, NBC Sports and... He's very close with Kyle Shanahan, very close, extremely close, to the point where Kyle Shanahan was actually asked about Chris Sims and their friendship in their press conference yesterday. That's how close they are because people want clarification. And he hinted at their interest in Mac Jones. So question for you, Mr. Hoke, because I'm on the Mac Jones train. I think he's a good player. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. How do you feel about this this smoke, the buzz about him being the number three overall pick that's worth parting with that draft compensation, you're torn. It's eating at you. I will say this. I think he has the highest floor of the remaining quarterbacks following uh, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Um, the more and more I watch, I mean, those two guys are great. Zach, I, I'm warning you, I may end up having Zach Wilson number one. I am just, I love everything he does. It's crazy. And I'm trying to resist that because I never thought that would have been possible. Because Chris Sims would support you. Yeah. By the way, find somebody that loves you the way that Adam Johns loves Chris Sims' quarterback <laughs> rankings. <laughs> it, I just like that the, the, he's willing to go opposite the groupthink. Yeah. He is. And, and I respect that because look, Trevor Lawrence is a fantastic pro- prospect. I wouldn't put Zach Wilson number one. Trevor Lawrence. Is to me, he's number one. But I, I appreciate the analyst who is willing to put himself out there to separate himself from the group think. Well, and, and here's the I actually still haven't heard Sims's reasoning for that. Um, because I actually do try to protect myself from getting influenced too much from, from other people as I go through the tape studies. But I, I will say this my guess is, and if it's the case, I agree with it. His thinking is that Wilson has the higher ceiling. I think I agree. I think Trevor Lawrence is maybe set up for an Andrew Luck type career, but one nothing that wrong, nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah, wrong not, with that. Without the whole retirement thing at a random preseason game in August, um, a longer Andrew Luck career. Let's put it that way. Andrew Luck's great. Like that's awesome. Get yourself an Andrew Luck. There's no problem with that at all. I just, I just think that Zach Wilson has a chance to to be one of these more dynamic, high-flying type quarterbacks. You know, I try not to use the P word. Patrick 
Mahomes, uh, but even like a Josh Allen, you know, these guys that can move and throw and make crazy plays. Um, Trevor Lawrence does that too, but I don't know. There's something extra special about what Zach Wilson can do. So to me, anyway, those two guys are clearly one and two to me. We'll see in a couple of weeks when I, my quarterback rankings do come out. Uh, what I because I haven't decided that. I just the more and more I watch Zach Wilson, it's crazy. So here's the thing about Mac Jones. I do think his ceiling is limited. Like he's not going to go out there and make those special plays that I just talked about uh, with his Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence, but he, I do think he's the most accurate quarterback in this draft. His accuracy, there's there's no arguing that. I also think he's a little bit more athletic and mobile than people want to give him credit. He can move around, but his accuracy does dip significantly when he tries to throw on the run. Uh, whereas, I mean, if you saw some of those, you could turn on Zach Wilson's tape, but even if you just watched his pro day last week, I mean, some of those ridiculous throws he's making, 50, 60 yards downfield across his body on the run, uh, there's no way Mac Jones is pulling that off. So that's just where I get hesitant with, is this guy really worth the number three overall pick? Because when I say he has a high floor, his floor might still be like Jimmy Garoppolo, though. You already have Jimmy Garoppolo, which is a solid guy that took you to the Super Bowl. Now, I guess if that's the floor, then you're still at at a minimum back where you started and you're hoping to get higher. So I, I don't know. I know you like him. I, I don't hate him. I'm just not in love with him the way I am some of these other quarterbacks. I, I think, to me, a lot of this is like always relative to like the draft year. Like, would be would he be higher in a different year? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know Joe Burrow was the runaway number one last year, but for some of the reasons he was special, are some of the reasons why Mac Jones is, is criticized, right? Like Joe Burrow was on these special, fully loaded LSU teams. First round pick receivers, just like elite talent all over the field, both sides of the ball. Same is true for Mac Jones. Like, Joe Burrow wasn't criticized for that, wasn't at all. And I get he's a little bit more mobile than a Mac Jones, but Mac Jones is like criticized for that. Like, how do you differentiate Mac Jones from the talent around him? But like, why wasn't that a serious conversation or at least an overplayed conversation with Joe Burrow last year? So I always feel like it's always relative to the guys that are in your draft class. Right, always relative to the guys that you're being compared to. Like this year, I don't think he has the the physical skills, the gifts that Trevor Lawrence has, or or Zach Wilson especially has. But I think he's a darn good quarterback. I think he's a guy, like I, I said in the last podcast, that people are going to be guilty of talking themselves out of. Now, whether or not he goes three or four. I don't know, but I think he is worth a first-round pick, especially he's worth a first-round pick before the Bears number 20. You're smiling. Well, I just I, – I, it's amazing. I mean, it, I love draft season because of this stuff. I mean, people say I, – I just love when I put out my first mock draft at the Tuesday after the Super Bowl every year, and I all the response, oh, this guy's going to be gone for sure, or this, no way that guy's going that high. You never know. And it's like I don't know. I mean, no one knows. I don't think 31 other teams thought a month ago that John Lynch would be trading up to, for, to number three for Mac Jones. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just you, me, or or people on Twitter. We're talking about GMs in the NFL. And still at this point, and I want to stress this too, even as we say this, who knows what's going to happen? You know, I, I, don't, I don't lock anything in until draft night. 
And then guys fall. This is where, so this is where I want to transition the conversation a little bit to what this means for the Bears. And if they can get, I mean, basically, if three quarterbacks go in the top three, a lot of people seem to think the Falcons are taking one too. It's never happened before. So is that Justin Fields or Trey Lance? Regardless, if that happens, at least one guy. And, and we're at number five. So how do you guarantee yourself that one guy and do you even like that guy? And you still got the Carolina Panthers. There's other teams, the, the, the New England Patriots. Maybe the Lions. Maybe the Lions. They're all in front of you. Teams you're going to have to try to jump if you want one of those guys. You can only hope that one falls for, for whatever reason. Where does this leave the Bears? Without think, a quarterback. Yeah, well, well, what else is new? <laughs> I, I think it leaves them seriously considering the second-tier guys. Sometimes you just have to cut your losses here. You don't have the third overall pick this year. You're not in position now. Like, 2017, is, it was different, right? Like, there's a lot of debate about Watson and a lot of debate about Mahomes, and they got drafted 10 and 12. But even then, they had to trade up to get them, the Texans and the Chiefs. I don't know. I, I think they're in a bad spot to get one of those top five guys. I, I really do. I, I've almost moved on from them. I'm like, I, I'm onto watching film on Kellen Mond. Kyle Trask, those guys, because I feel like that's where the Bears eventually have to go if they're not there yet. So, and that's a big difference from 2017. I remember sitting there even on draft night, and, you know, in hindsight, was should have had Mahomes much higher. Like, I liked Mahomes, but all three of those guys, I wasn't willing to take until mid to late first round at the earliest. Like, that's the big difference here, is we're talking about guys, you know, potentially five quarterbacks in the top five picks, which would be unprecedented. And that was always my concern about what the Bears did with Trubisky. Now, I defended it in the stance of if you're the GM and you have that conviction and you have them rated there, then you know you, I understand why you make that move because it's for a quarterback. But personally, I had Trubisky mid to you know, middle first round tops. And I think I had Mahomes later first round, and obviously that should have, in hindsight, Mahomes should have been the clear number one, right? But that's not the draft this year. Like these guys are all yeah. getting much. They, so so it's great for us to bring up, and you know, rightfully so. What what the Chiefs did that year, they were able to go from twenty seven to ten and get their guy. That just doesn't seem realistic this year. There's always quarterback needy teams. I'm always surprised by the quarterback needy teams that pass on the actual quarterbacks, right? Like the Buffalo Bills passed on Patrick Mahomes. That like that's the famous trade, right? That's why Josh Allen is is so like they're so fortunate to have Josh Allen because they're the ones who traded the number ten pick to the Chiefs. People forget about that. Like that's a conversation in Buffalo, but in cities like Chicago where we are, like that's a forgotten fact. Like teams. Jacksonville, Patrick Mumps. Yeah, yeah, Jacksonville. I'm always surprised by which teams that have obvious quarterback deficiencies pass on actual quarterbacks in the draft. Um, that doesn't feel like this is going to come for to fruition this year. Like the Bears have to hope 
the Carolina Panthers don't like Trey Lance. They got to hope that the Patriots are eyeing a guy in the second round for a chance to have to have that opportunity to take a Justin Fields for if he drafts for whatever miraculous reason or or a Trey Lance. Like you got to hope that some of those quarterback needy teams pass. Well, here's the other problem: is that if if these quarterbacks are all going top five, where are these second tier guys going to end up? Like, how desperate are the teams like the Bears going to be? Is all of a sudden Kellen Mond going to slip into the first round here? Yeah. And and then how high are you willing to reach at the risk of not going quarterback at number twenty? And not having a chance to draft one because they all slip into the back half of the first round. So my latest mock draft has Kellen Mond going to the Bears in the second round. And that's I, I called it a stretch. I, I think that might be too early. Maybe late second round is, is like the best place to get him. Maybe you trade back. But again, the position drives the draft. We're seeing it right now. It changes everything. So the Bears can actually stand to benefit, in my opinion, by a run on quarterbacks, right? They could be patient. They could take one of these great offensive tackles. They could solidify uh, another premier position. Sure, you miss on a quarterback, but sometimes you have to cut your losses a little bit here. You just can't do what you want to do every single year. So in the second round, maybe that's when you overdraft your quarterback. That's when you you, you, you hedge your bets a bit and say, I don't think Mon's going to be there in the, in the third round. And... I don't know why I'm coming around on him, but focusing on those second-tier guys is... Because Chris Sims, Chris Sims likes him. I think it's probably it. He put me on. <laughs> no, Again, anti-group think. Man, I wish you liked my quarterback ranking as much as you love his. I need to, you need to get that big board back. He may have a little bit more credibility than I do. Uh, come on. Yes! Thanks, buddy. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Adam. That's linkedin.com slash Adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, so what do the Bears do now? First round, just offensive tackle. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. 
What would your reaction be if they drafted a a corner? I'd be fine. I'd be fine with that. I take your it's kind of a tough well. sell after everything that happened on offense for them to go defense. That's fair, but you know what? If they get a good one, they get a good one. I think this is where you mentioned your Northwestern cornerback for the umpteenth time, but the I haven't put him in a mock draft yet. You're you're waiting for the end. I know it's okay. Your final one. Um, yet being the keyword. <laughs> Yes, right. I know. Got got one coming out next week. You and Fish being like your final mock draft. There he is, <laughs> number twenty. Rashawn Sl- Bears trade up for Rashawn Slater, then they trade up for Greg Newsom in the back, and then that's they do the Mike Dicka thing. They trade all their picks like you did last week for who did Mac you Jones? Pick? Oh, for Mac Jones, who then ended up going twenty picks higher than you said. <laughs> well, hey, that beat writer mock draft. I was stunned that he was there. That's true. Um, that was that was just you guys doing the picks. So it's doing the picks, just just playing the board, being aggressive where we we need to be. Adam, if they take one of the premier positions, okay, it's quarterback number one, obviously, utmost importance. But then you got offensive tackle. You need an offensive tackle. You need a cornerback. You need a receiver, and you probably need a pass rusher. Like the the most important positions in football are all needs for the Bears this year. You can't go wrong. By taking one of them. Now, I would stress against not overpicking a quarterback. You know, at number 20, maybe just let the board come to you if you can't move up. But I'd be fine if they take one of those premier positions. I think most people, most fans should be too. Well, you know, if five quarterbacks go ahead of the Bears, that means that at least one other position players get, you know, the board's getting pushed back at least a little bit, right? Somebody's maybe, and then maybe that's, we've seen Ryan Pace draft up or move up before, um, you know, a spot or two. And at that point, like if you're moving up from 20 to 18, just for example, something like that, um, that doesn't cost a whole lot. Once you, once you get out of that top five, top 10, the the price to move up a couple spots is not terrible. Well, even the price to move up for Leonard Floyd at nine wasn't egregious. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. So, uh, I don't know. Does uh, Devonta Smith fall a little bit? Does somebody like that? I, I mean, who I just think is so good. It just finds a way to get open. Um, see people, and I coming into the season, I liked Waddle more, Jalen Waddle. And now Waddle seems to have maybe leapfrogged Devonta Smith back up ahead of him, despite the injury he dealt with this year, which is fine. I think Waddle's really good too. But man, to me, Devonta Smith just sometimes you just turn on film, you see guys that are just always open. Just, just He's that that's guy. that's the guy. Like you don't have to overthink this in terms of height, weight, speed, all those things. Not that I don't like Waddle. I do like Waddle. I'm just, I, I just think guys have a knack at that position, a wide receiver to get open. You take them. So. I don't know if we'll make it all the way to 20, but if he makes it to 15, if one of those guys makes it to 15, do you, do you try to make that move to improve your offense? Because I just think that... Um, and by the way, someone's lucking out and getting Kyle Pitts with all these quarterbacks. I don't know who that's going to be up there. May, ah, Might boy, be the Dolphins well, getting back up in the six. Could, yeah, that's... I'll tell you what, if you're a Bears fan, I'm telling you right now, you do not want Kyle Pitts to end up in Detroit. I mean, that dude is just, just a difference good. player. Yeah. Different player. 
here's here's a question for you. So Kevin Fishbane and I kind of have this debate. Like he's obsessed with the Bears' interest in Kenny Galladay, and I'm obsessed a bit with the Bears' interest in Trent Williams. All right, those obviously would have been bold moves in free agency, but I think they can hint at where they're headed in the draft, like where their priorities might be since they're stuck with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. Like, it, even if they draft the guy at 20, they draft the quarterback at 20, that guy's not going to be ready. You're stuck with Andy Dalton. They hope for this entire year, right? They don't want to rush a quarterback. They don't. So how do you help Andy Dalton? To me, it's that offensive tackle. I go there first. I think ride receiver is deep enough where you could get a guy in the second or third round. An offensive tackle, I would try to get one of them. This is a good year for offensive tackles, and I would try to get one of them in the first two rounds. Absolutely would try to get one of them. So I don't know where you side, the big-name wide receiver, the big-name tackle, but I would put my priorities, I would rank my priorities, quarterback, offensive tackle, then receiver. Yeah, and I think you got to look at the way that, you know, we have a pretty large sample size now, six years of how Ryan Pace likes to build his team, right? So, you know, I, I do think preparing for a scenario where they go cornerback in the first round is warranted. Like to to try to play that scenario out is worth discussing. But every time I do that, do this, I think I mentioned this last week, you know, I think about the fact that the Ryan Pace philosophy at corner has always seemed to be to have a young guy and then a veteran. And that's always been the case, whether it was Kyle Fuller being the young guy and uh, who was before? Was it Tracy Porter? Tracy Porter. Good signing. Yeah. Tracy Porter. Then they went to Pr- Prince of Mukamara, right? Uh, and now it's kind of s- switched. Kyle Fuller became the older veteran. And then they drafted Jalen Johnson. And yes, they lost Kyle Fuller, but they bring in Desmond Trufant, who's still kind of that Prince of Mukamara, Tracy Porter-like signing, right? So... I think about that and I go, well, maybe they don't feel that corner is as big of a priority in the draft because they already have the young guy and they already have the veteran, the secondary veteran, to go with the talented young guy. Now, I do think the situation is a little different because they, to me, still have avoided nickel at the, at the slot corner. And maybe that's a young guy that you bring in and then you can develop. Uh, but hey, maybe they think they can get by with... Um, Duke Shelley and Kindle Vildor. I don't know. They, they loved some Duke Shelley a couple years ago. Remember how excited they were for his selection in the sixth round? Another conviction pick. Yeah. Well, and this is what I was going to say about the... So this was also... I was going to apply the same thinking about roster construction to um, the offense. And you learn from past mistakes, right? So first year, Pace goes out and drafts Kevin White. Didn't work out first-round wide receiver. They've had more success with a fifth-round pick last year, Darnell Mooney, than they did with a first-round pick. So does that influence their decision-making to think, yes, we do, we really wanted to go get Kenny Galladay. We like Kenny Galladay. That tells us that wide receiver is a big need in their eyes, but do they have an eye on somebody like Darnell Mooney that they think is kind of a sleeper that they can get later on? instead of taking a big risk on a first-round pick. What I do now is make note of every fast guy that comes about, right? Because you knew Matt Nagy. Like, in, in his mind, every fast guy, guys that hit 4-3, 
low four fours, guys that show that explosiveness in some of those drills. Like those are the guys he's looking for because because Moody displayed all that. But here's the thing about Mooney. Mooney fits what I was just talking about with Devonta Smith. So obviously he had, you know, something wrong where he went to the fifth round. Maybe it was just being at Tulane. Maybe it was being under under the radar. I don't know. But he was just always open. When you turn on that Tulane tape, he was a he was a guy that just knew how to get open was crafty, and then we learned as he got to the Bears, the guy had a playbook mastered, I don't want maybe not mastered, but certainly knew the playbook and the offense well enough by week one to play right away in an offseason where they didn't have an offseason program, where he came in as a draft pick, abbreviated training camp, and yet he was still, he knew the offense better than Anthony Miller did after two years. So that says a lot about how smart he is, too, and how much he... So it's not just always about speed. It, it, these guys have to know what they're doing. And so maybe you can find that guy a little bit later on in the draft. I don't know. You know what he stood out to me about like last year's draft? Like the selections of, of Komet and Jalen Johnson just, just felt different than other like earlier picks for them. You know what I mean? Like the Bears... I think everybody would rightfully give Ryan Pace credit and his staff credit for identifying some pretty darn good players on day three of the draft, right? Starts with Eddie Jackson, Tariq Cohen, you got Darnell Mooney. You, you have like Nick Kwiatkowski, Bilal Nichols. There's there's a whole list of guys. that There's they even undra- undrafted guys. Yes, yes. They're, they excel there. Um, what, what felt different to me about like like last year, is that Cole Komet and Jalen Johnson just made a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, the risk was low. It's like you didn't overthink it. Team captain guys, positions of need. And they played right away. Okay, maybe not Komet, but eventually he was, you know, he took over for Jimmy Graham as the offense changed a bit. But, like, you got production out of them the first years. Uh, And, look, Anthony Miller, I like that pick. But something went wrong like after his first year. And he was very productive his rookie year. Now that was a good year for the Bears, but you know, James Daniels and, and, and Cody Whitehair and but like you, you I, like for the first time in a long time, like we haven't had a first round pick like in three years, right? Like I almost wonder if that safe mentality, this is where I'm going with this point, is like the this makes complete sense pick is finally on the table for like Ryan Pace again in the first round, as opposed to the Kevin White selection. Is first where you're like, what what's going on here? Why does he need a receiver? And there's so many so many other things going on. Like, I almost feel like they're headed that way with the 20th overall pick. Maybe 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 for the first time a trade back scenario. You know how many Bears fans would love that. <laughs> but I'm being serious. Like, if the thinking is, and this goes back to what I was talking about earlier, are some of these secondary quarterbacks? going to end up going higher than probably they should just because of the early run and how desperate some of these other teams are going to be. If you think that you may have to reach late first round to get a Kellen Mon or a Davis Mills, and I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, but these are, these are the scenarios that we talk about where sometimes you're surprised on draft day, right? Well, if you feel like you're going to have to make that move, then maybe it makes sense to maybe trade back first and then maybe you can get 
extra picks or end up with two two later first round. Maybe you end up with two first round picks, but they're like 27, 29. I don't know. Just throwing out numbers at this point. But that, then you still can address multiple needs while admittedly probably overdrafting a quarterback that maybe deserved to be more in the second round. But you had to get that guy. So you managed to do so while also not giving up you know, too much draft picks to go up and trade that guy. Like taking a, a Liam Eichenberg late in the first round and getting, who's the Minnesota receiver? Rashad Bateman. Good player. I like him a lot. Another guy who just knows how to get open. Like if, if you if you somehow landed those guys late first, I don't know how it works. We're just throwing out hypotheticals. Like I think that should be celebrated. Then you take the, the overdraft in the second round of the quarterback. Whether that's Kyle Trask or Kellerman, like that would be extremely acceptable to me. One last thought before we go. So the, so the last time quarterbacks went one, two, three in the draft. Do you remember the year? One, two, three in the draft. I don't. 1999. Oh. Number one, Tim Couch, Cleveland Browns. Number two, Donovan no. McNabb. <laughs> Donovan McNabb, Philadelphia Eagles. Number yeah. three, Akili Smith, Cincinnati Bengals. No. Not good. So I bring this up because the Bears were also involved in quarterbacks this year. We should all remember what this year was, right? So at number 10, sorry, number 11, the Minnesota Vikings drafted Dante Culpepper. At number 12... The fifth quarterback taken in that draft. Adam? Katie McNown. I just think it's interesting to bring up because we're talking about five quarterbacks going before number 20. Holy Moses. And that happened in 1999, and the Bears were part of it. And for as many busts as there were in those quarterbacks, like I, I would say the Bears got the worst one. I saw a stat, too, the other, other day that showed like the last five times a team has traded up for a quarterback, like le- like the last five, six years, that quarterback's not worked. Yeah. I feel like that, the only that one that includes has, the Bears. Yeah. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and, and Deshaun Watson are like the outliers, right? Um, yeah. It's since that draft maybe is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that 1999 draft just, I'm going to write about it a little bit later on the athletic, but like at number 50, the Buccaneers got Sean King. He had a vastly better career than Kate McDown at, at number 12. Just stuff to think about as you digest these mock drafts that are out there and you see all these pro days with the quarterbacks. Let me just clarify. I think that was, now I think about it, I think it was trading up into the top three. So it was like very specific because obviously Mahomes and Watson worked out. But to like yes. trade up, so Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Mitch Trubisky, those guys, not good. Yeah, it hasn't worked out. Um, all right. Yes. Uh, a little bit of a shorter pod today, uh, but we got a lot of stuff going on. We did want to kick off draft season. So uh, there you go. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. Uh, read uh, our stuff as it, uh, I got some stuff on free agency, kind of closing the book on free agency. There's actually a couple free agents. I, I think the bears did a really good job with signing, um, Andy Dalton's getting all the attention, but there were some some decent stuff. So you can go on to NBCSportsChicago.com and find that. 
and uh, Johnsy's takeaways columns coming up on Wednesday. There you go. On theathletic.com slash Hogue and Johns is where you go to subscribe there if you're not already subscribed. Find our YouTube channel. You can watch us there. We're wearing the same shirt, different colors today. Because we are big football guys. Which this is the best shirt. You got it. This is the one. Yes. The sun's out. Almost time, everybody. Time for what? To be beer drinking football guys. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Uh, that's kind of a year-round thing for me. Yeah, yeah, it's nice out now. But it'll be summer when I wear this shirt out. Uh, all right, appreciate uh, YouTube. That's where you can see what we're talking about. YouTube, uh, our Hogan Josh channel. Check it out. We appreciate you doing that. Uh, word of mouth is great too. Tell your friends, and uh, we always appreciate the support. So we'll talk to you later. See ya. Y'all stay Corona free, all right? And God bless. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.